0: Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today's episode is the first Q&A where I'm going to answer one of... Many awesome questions I've been receiving from some of our listeners um, via Instagram. I've been putting it out there a lot more that I want to get these questions from you guys. I want to create very specific, focused episodes where I get to tease apart these topics for you, You know, unpack them and give you strategies that will support you as you maneuver through these specific areas of life. All of the questions point back to challenges um, that arise on this pursuit of living from your greatest self, you know, and having a life that reflects it. So I want to help you maneuver through them as powerfully as you can. And, you know, I feel like all the questions are relatable. Today's certainly is. I don't think one person will not feel a connection to this question. So it's a big one. I'm going to get going, drop right in and. All right, here we go. <laughs> the setup. All right, so the question is, what do you do when anxiety and negative self-talk start to creep in? Okay, so I'm gonna separate the two and answer them. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit negative self-talk first and then answer anxiety um, afterwards. Okay, so before I tell you what I do when negative self-talk creeps in, I would like to ask us to all get a deeper look into what negative self-talk actually is. And my reason for that is because it might seem very self-explanatory. It's negative self-talk, but I don't think that, you know, that's, I think that when we take a deeper look into what it actually is, we get a better understanding of it. And in doing that, we kind of disarm some of the power that it can have over us. So, um, I want to level the playing field and get, you know, a, a better look at what negative self-talk actually is. And then from that point, we can create strategies on, you know, how to, um, ward this shit off. Cause I think that that's the goal here, right? You want me to tell you what I do, um, in an effort to, you know, give you some kind of inspiration so that when it starts to creep into your mind and your, your life that, you know, you can basically tell it to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what is negative self-talk? Negative self-talk, you guys, is us not being on our team. Negative self-talk is us inflicting a dialogue within ourselves that is not loving and not supportive. It creates stress within us. It creates resistance within us. It is not our friend by any means. So upon really capturing that now, let's take a look at what opposes negative self-talk. And it's kind of simple math, right? It's like the exact opposite of that would be us being on our team. It would be us, you know, generating a very loving, encouraging, and supporting dialogue within ourselves. It's us being our own best friend. It's us, you know, creating this support system within us that when shit gets hard, you know, we can turn to this support system and you know, have this dialogue with, within ourselves that, if anything, generates like more ease within us, right? So now that we have a, a good picture of, you know, what negative self-talk is, what it really means, and what, you know, the opposer is to that, I want to plant this idea that in order for negative self-talk to become Something that is not able to, you know, like it can try and come around, but it's not going to be able to, um, get into your mind and basically like make you feel like shit and start, you know, overriding you, right? In order for that to, to not happen, we need to have something much more powerful to, 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 to defend ourselves from it, right? Cause it's going to try. Um, so we need to have like this armor, this kind of weapon to destroy the possibility of negative self-talk, um, consuming us, slowing us down, making us feel like shit. So the obvious answer then would be that, you know, self-love and, you know, having that supporter within us, that dialogue that encourages us, um, to be that actual weapon. Right. Um, and you know, I'm going to share a story with you that is it's a real story it's it's very powerful, maybe a little far out in in the concept of it but um but it's it's you know it took place in my life and it really it really supports this message this idea it, it amplifies it so um you know I can tell you that in my personal experience, the greatest weapon I have ever ever discovered that keeps that negative energy, right? It's really negative energy, um, that I could potentially inflict upon myself, um, from, from entering my system, from, from overriding me, from making me feel like shit is having this deep, profound connection with this loving, supporting version of myself. So saying that I'm going to move right into the story and it's going to like bring this whole thing together, Okay, so one day I'm getting ready for a meeting and I was pressed for time. And I'm not I don't I'm not ever late. Like to anything work-wise, you guys, anything business related, I have a weird thing about being late. In fact, I'm early, so being on time is like being late to me. That being said, I was in a position where I was either gonna get a parking ticket um for street cleaning or I was gonna be late to this meeting if I went down and moved my car. So I took the chance on getting the ticket. So I get ready and I go downstairs and there's a, you know, fucking yellow ticket or just envelope staring at me, my windshield. And I was triggered immediately. Right. Cause it wasn't the parking guy. I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at me cause I knew I could have avoided it. So I open it and there's a $50 ticket staring at me and you know, that triggered I'm, I'm already triggered. So now it's like, I'm just pissed. And upon seeing that $50 bill now staring at me, um, this, I'm going to go ahead and call lower version of myself, this reactionary version of myself steps in the picture. And just, this is exactly like the shit that went down in my head. Roxanne, you could have fucking avoided that. It was much worse than that too. Like meaning it was much more intense, you know, I was actually barking at myself in my head, not out loud. And you know, I was pissed and it's funny, like I already felt like shit and now here's this lower version of myself jumping into the picture and pointing its finger at me, making me feel even fucking worse. Last thing I needed in that moment, right? And I find that like, that's when these, the negative self-talk, the barking, the, you know, unsupportive loving dialogue, you know, arises to, to our scenario. It's when we feel like shit, when we're having a hard time, when there's a challenge, right? So this is where the story gets really interesting <laughs> and very powerful. So immediately after I got barked at from this lower version of myself, this other version steps into the scene, you guys. Really, really this is really amazing and kind of get, it gives me chills to to kind of play it back. Um it's so fucking real. So immediately upon being barked at, this other version of myself Goes toe to toe with lower version. So we're gonna call this other version my higher version, right? The highest version of myself. It's the self-loving version. It's this. It's the ride or die. I got your back. We are doing this shit. We're making it happen. Responsive, not reactive version of myself. This version steps up to the scene. It literally goes toe to toe, like. Fucking two fighters in the UFC octagon. Let's do this shit right now. And she says, don't you ever, ever talk to yourself like that. Be grateful that you have the money to pay this. Be done with it. And just don't let it happen again. And it was like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) It all happened so fast too. You know, it's like, you guys might be thinking, what are you fucking three people? And, you know, I mean, it sounds kind of far out, but yeah, I think we all are at several different moments of the day. We are actually three people. Like we're, so we're obviously the human, but think about it, you guys. How many times in our day are we presented with this opportunity to choose who we're going to be when we are triggered by something, where we have to you know, where a scenario comes into our life and we have to decide, like, are we going to be reacting to this? Are we going to be responding to this? Are we going to be supporting ourselves through this? Are we going to be non-supporting ourselves through this, not supporting ourselves through this? Who are we going to be? I mean, the greatest example is fucking traffic, right? So you're in traffic and it sucks. And, you know, you can either be the person who's just like, fuck, and, you know, cutting people off and being all uncomfortable and pissed in your car and, you know, just making it harder on yourself, basically. Or you can be the other version where you're like, it is what it is. I'm going to put on a podcast, classes and fucking session, and I just want to get there safe. You know, that's the higher version of yourself. That's the version of ourselves that, you know, realizes that we're already in a frustrating situation. We're already in a challenging situation and we're going to make it easier on ourselves. We're going to love ourselves through it. We're going to be supportive of ourselves through it. Right. So. You know, I want to paint that picture that, yes, there is three, you know, or two outside of our being versions of ourselves that we get to choose, you know, who we're going to be living from in so many moments of our days. And one of the the big things to really capture upon saying that is that it's our choice Negative self-talk is dialogue that we fucking inflict upon ourselves. We do it. It's not fucking some external voice. It's not Oz, like Wizard of Oz, like something outside of us. It's us doing it to us. It's so important to own that responsibility. You know, and I know a lot of people don't want to. Because nobody wants to admit that they're trying to make their, you know... They're not trying to admit that they're making it harder on themselves when they're already in an uncomfortable situation that when they're already challenged. Like nobody wants to admit that, but you know, it's fucking true. Let's be real. We do it to ourselves. And the sooner that we can own that responsibility, the sooner that we're able to look at it for what it is, be stronger than it, and, you know, be conscious so that when these moments present themselves to us, we get to choose. And that's a really important thing to also put it, you know, a pin in is that upon doing this, upon realizing this, we are becoming more conscious of who we are in every given moment. And we want to be there. Like that's, I want to be there. I don't want to be on fucking autopilot, just reactionary, reactionary. Like I'm a creator. We are all creators. And, you know, to be responsive is to be breathing, you know, moments between thought and action. That's fucking powerful business, man. If we're just reacting, we're not even conscious of who we're being in every, you know, in the moments of our life. And therefore we can't even be creating, right? Like it's, it's just not where we want to be. So, you know, I know it might seem like this kind of far out concept or maybe not, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, but You know what far out wait, you know what crazy is to me, you guys? Crazy is being gifted this beautiful blink of an eye moment of life. It's a gift. It really is. And you know, we're here. We want all these things for ourselves. We want to actualize these visions that we have for ourselves, for our life. And we fucking get in our way. And we live in this constant state of wanting and never having because we are getting in our way. That's fucking crazy to me. That is not what we want to be doing. And when we are operating from this lower version of ourself, this negative self-talk, this negative energy that we inflict upon ourselves, that is exactly what we're doing. We're fucking standing in our own way. And it's, it's, it's just not fun. So when you ask me what I do when negative self-talk, you know, tries to creep in, go back to that, you know, parking ticket moment, and there's your answer. That's what happens at this point in my life. It's powerful. I don't, I have such a deep armor that does not prohibit that shit to penetrate me. I'm not saying it. It won't try. Like, listen, like I said, I fucking walk up to my car. I'm already triggered. Boom. That sets the, that, that, that excites the lower version. Now the lower version is like, fuck yeah, I have an opportunity. Like, let's go pick on her. Right. And the lower version showed up. So I'm not saying this isn't going to happen. It's just that when that version showed up, higher version stepped in and choked that motherfucker out. Bye. Get out of here. You're not wanted here. You have no invitation to this party. None. That's what happens. That's my answer. So, yeah, it's not an overnight thing. Let me just, obviously, it, it, you know, I'm saying this is a story. It's kind of funny. It's, it's, it's powerful. And it certainly is not an overnight thing. It's a result of a lot of work over a lot of years of my life. You know, my 20s, I was so good at being hard on myself for some honorable reasons I have high expectations high standards great that doesn't matter when you're picking on yourself and you're getting your way that's not it's you can have high standards all day long but you know you're not doing yourself any favor favors and that's for sure what went down for the most part you know a lot of times in my 20s but you know I've evolved from that state gratefully and now I live with this real, connection to fucking loving myself. I mean, I say it all the time on Instagram, you guys. I say it on this podcast. Like, you got you being on your team. It's the most powerful thing that we can do in our lives. You know, self love, love your fucking self, man. And that's a big topic. And it also, I think in some ways feels like something that people hear and they know it's like good for them, but then they don't really embrace it. And when we really understand what these things are I think that we can better you know utilize them into our life like we embrace them more we we invite them in we you know y- loving yourself is being on your team it's supporting you my dialogue when shake it's hard you guys it's like I'm not, I'm not kidding. This is literally the dialogue in my mind. It's fuck yeah. Come on, Roxy. You got this girl. You're good. You're right on time. You're right where you need to be. I got you. You're, you're not alone. You, you're fucking good. I'm proud of you. Good job. You did great today. Do better tomorrow. It's like, that's the dialogue within myself. And you know, I will say this before I move on to the anxiety part of your question. You got to make deposits every single day in that zone, in that self-love. How do you do that? The, The greatest way that I have found is that you find, you look for the things that you can appreciate about yourself. Who are you? What, you know how do you show up for yourself and in, in your life every single day how do you show up for the people that you love how do you show up for your work like your integrity look at who you are there is always something wonderful to appreciate about, appreciate about ourselves always 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 and it's not the you know we don't don't rely on your results for that appreciation a better way to you know, look at this, these things about you and make these deposits is lo- so here's an example. Let's just say you want to, you know, lose weight. You want to learn a language. I, I don't care if you're fluent. Yeah. I don't care if you've lost all the weight. The fact that you're looking in these directions to better yourself is huge. Honor, honor that you're looking in that direction to constantly be expanding yourself in a higher state like you're reaching for great things in your life every single person who listens to this podcast is someone reaching for a greater version of themselves and reaching for a life that reflects that version of themselves and that is something to fucking honor and respect and appreciate yourself for and I'm telling you right now you guys the more that I found things that I can appreciate about myself the more that I just generated this connection to this loving, supportive, ride or die version of myself, this higher version of myself. And every single day of my life, as I adventure through this fucking crazy, uncharted, you know, unpaved path um, that I love so much, that offers so much challenge, I have this version of me just supporting me through it, man. And again, like, at times where, you know, any kind of negative energy, you know, tries to creep in, unwanted thoughts, thoughts that are going to fucking disturb my peace. Like I've got this armor, this bodyguard, this mind guard, this heart guard that says like, uh-uh, I don't fucking think so. Get out of here. Not wanted. So I know that's a big concept. It's a lot of information to absorb, but I do hope that it, plants this, you know, an idea that number one, if you realize that you are the one inflicting this shit upon yourself, you immediately give yourself power to pivot and just, you know, not allow that to happen basically. And then you can start pointing yourself in the direction of making these deposits towards your self-love, towards being your own best friend so that when this you know, shit starts to come around, this negative self talk. You don't have to do all the work. It's like you've got this other version of you ready to go for you. Like, listen, in that moment with the parking ticket, all that, what I explained, it happened so fast. And the one thing that I had to do in that moment is just decide who's going to win. That's it. But it was like I had this weapon already, like this bodyguard, this mind guard, this heart guard this best friend, like stepping up to the occasion for me. And I just had to decide, yeah, you, you're the one, you're the one that I want to operate from you. So I'm going to stop there and let you absorb that for a moment. And, you know, again, like, I hope that when this negative self-talk starts to try and creep in, now you have this kind of visual in your mind of, oh shit, you know, I can either go this way and be on my team, or I can go this way and not be on my team. Who, what, which way do I want to go? Who do I want to be operating my life from? Think about it; it's powerful shit. All right. So, anxiety. Anxiety is, um, you know, I'm not immune to it. It certainly can find its way into into my process. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I'm an entrepreneur like I said, I'm on an unpaved path. Like I'm laying down the bricks, you know, I'm the one standing on this edge of uncertainty and doing it with so much trust. And, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes when you're like looking so far out, or maybe I'm just looking in some other place where I'm not being so focused on the present and what I'm, you know, working towards, it can generate a sense of unease, you know? Um, And it's never where I want to be, obviously. So, but sometimes like, I don't know, I just, my energy could just feel like more insecure, more uncomfortable, like less at peace. And for the most part, you know, my natural state of being is very, you know, just centered and harmonized. So when it comes around that I don't feel like, when I feel like a little kind of, I guess insecure is probably the greatest connection to feeling anxiety. Um, I really feel it, you know, and So here's exactly what I do, and I I hope that this, my protocol could plant, you know, some kind of inspiring thoughts of, you know, how you can maneuver in your life when this shit starts to come around. All right, so the first thing that I do is I look to biology. I look to my biology, you guys. And I don't think a lot of people do this. I think a lot of people feel the emotions of anxiety, The unsettling, uneasy feeling of anxiety, and they let the feelings override them, right, and like lead them, basically. For me, when I look to my biology, I'm looking there because I understand that I am a system of systems, and that my emotions are a result of a lot of things, right? One of great thing, one great reason why I feel the way I feel is because of what's going on in my system. So. I look at my cycle. Like, where am I in the month? Am I close to ovulation? Am I close to my period? And sorry, man, it's a real thing. Women, we got to deal with these fluctuating hormones throughout the month. And it's a real thing, man. And I can honestly tell you a lot of times when I do feel a sense of unease, unease um, I'm usually within those zones, right? And so when that when that presents itself to me, then I'm like, okay, maybe I need some more maca root or evening primrose oil, some things to address, you know, the, the surging of hormones, the shifting of hormones that come with a, a woman's cycle. A lot of times that helps. So, to go further into that concept though, looking at your diet, it's so important. You know, I don't eat gluten, I don't eat, you know, processed foods or, or dairy or anything like that, that really disturbs our health. And, you know, those things, those things especially disturb our guts. I just did a, an amazing podcast with my good friend who is a badass clinical nutritionist, um, Julie Keen. We did a whole podcast on gut health and you guys, like, it's, it's, it's science is continuously proving that those with gut permeability, those with an unhealthy gut, um, tend to have more anxiety. So, You know, those gluten, dairy, all, if, if that's a part of your diet, processed foods, lots of sugar, you know, you might want to, you might want to look into that and start, you know, eliminating those things and adding things that are going to be more nourishing to your system, your healthy fats, your greens, um, all that stuff. Like, what's your magnesium or magnesium and vitamin D levels doing? I mean, I don't want to go so deep into it, but my point is, is that. Don't just look at these emotions like they're some, you know, they're coming from outside of you. They're coming from within you. And for sure, we can be responding. You know, we can have challenges that, that, you know, evoke feelings of anxiety, feelings of, you know, discomfort. But I do believe that when we fortify our biology and our system to be working from a very optimal state, we can better respond to these moments of, you know, unease that can be coming as a result of something that we're facing from the outside, you know, from some challenge um, externally. So another part of that to look into is what's your sleep doing? I know for sure, like if I haven't been sleeping good, I can almost expect to feel more unease in my in my energy. 100%. You know, it's our time to, you know, do like replenish our, our system. And if we're not fully optimized in our sleep, then we're not going to be replenished. We're going to feel not that great. So that's an area I look at. That's an area I suggest looking at. Another big part is what's movement doing. You know, like for me so it could be, you know, maybe I need to kind of back off some training because that's usually the case with me. You know, I move pretty much 7 days a week and so sometimes it's like, all right, you need an active rest day. You need a long beach walk. Um you need some yoga. But, you know, It could also be the case that you need the opposite of that. I mean, anxiety is essentially tension in the body, right? So a great way to release tension is like fucking go kick a bag. Like go do a kickboxing class. I mean, I love that shit. Like kicking a bag, training jujitsu. For me, that is so stress relieving. It's so powerful. Or how about this? Anxiety is as a feeling of not feeling safe. It's not feeling strong. Go lift weights. The minute I lift weights, man, and I feel how powerful my body is, how strong my body is, it just totally pivots my mindset. It pivots those emotions. I mean, it's a fact that when we change our physiological state, we change our emotional state. So it's really important to move you know, and whether that movement again is something where it's super calming or something that's more vigorous, that's up to you. You know, for me, it's always going to look different. And I'm very connected to myself to know, okay, Roxy, go in this direction. Like, go kick a bag. That's going to stress relieve you. Or, you know, chill out and do some restorative yoga. That's going to be perfect medicine for you right now. So it's, you know, one part looking in these directions and then another part you know, being very self-connected to realize like what you need to do best. And upon saying that, let me, well, this is an important thing to, to, to realize too, is that you do have the power to find the solution, you know, and you want to you wanna own that immediately. You don't want to just go, fuck, I feel so uncomfortable, I'm so uneasy, I don't know what to do. No, listen, and I understand this and I say this very, very like, I feel for people who have anxiety that is debilitating that, you know, where there's panic attacks and, you know, you can't, you don't have like a real grip on focusing. I understand that that is a real fucking thing and that's out there. I'm just saying that when we look to our biology first, I think it's a very powerful source of finding Solutions that are right there available to us. But we need to understand and, you know, look in that direction and not overlook it, which I think is what a lot of times what happens. Where like is the moment that a lot of people will be like, what's going on in my diet? Like, have I been sleeping? Have You know what I mean? So that's, you know, I'm telling you what I'm doing, what I do, but I'm also planting the seed that, you know, this could be a very supportive way for you to, you know, kick anxiety in the ass when it when it starts to present itself to you. Um, another thing that is really, really important that I do in this protocol is I check in with my loved ones. Absolutely. I turn to go, you know, I'll go hang out with my family. I'll go hang out with my best friends. Um, we get very feel good, you know, powerful hormones released when, when we do that, you know, when I go and I get a hug from my mom, I'm getting that oxytocin, it feels really good. I know that that's going to look different for everybody. Everybody has different, you know, family life and relationships and friendships. But, you know, I do like, for me, I definitely turn to connection with my loved ones. So whatever that looks like for you, I think that that is important tool. It's a very valuable tool that can bring in ease when we feel anxiety coming on, right? Because we want to feel safe. And the people that we love can help us feel that way. Uh, another thing that I always, always do is I get out in nature always, you guys, we are nature. And a lot of times when we are feeling disconnected to nature, not even consciously, it's just like you live in the city. Like you haven't, when was the last time you touched the grass? When was the last time? You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to happen in this day and age, um, that, you know, when we do feel further away from earth, It can definitely generate a sense of, you know, not uncomfortable feelings. And I say that because if you think about it, when you go into nature, when you go sit by a lake, when you're in the ocean, when you're on the sand, when you're on the mountain, when you're in the grass, like think about how rad that feels. Think about how, you know, calming that feels. It's so real. And that's because we are one with this earth. You know, we're just you know, in a society, in a life where, you know, we don't always get to engage with nature in that way. Um, You know, fortunately, I live at the beach. So for sure, like I get my ass in the sand, bare feet running through it. I go surfing. Earthing and grounding is a very, it's a proven calming tool, really, that, you know, when we go and we put our bare feet in either dirt and grass and sand and water. It uh generates a sense of ease. It um decreases inflammation. It increases our circul circulation. It promotes a feeling of well being, very similar to meditation. Um, I feel it anecdotally, I can tell you that for sure. But studies, you know, prove this as well. So it's it's a known thing. Look it up if you're not familiar with the earthing, grounding and I very much think that this is a powerful tool to utilize when you feel unease, when you feel anxiety, get your ass out in nature. It's some powerful shit. Okay. The last thing that I do when I feel, um, you know, anxious, I can, there's no way I cannot drop this in this episode because it's so real. It's, it's something that I very much rely on. Um, it's, I write that's writing I know not everybody has a relationship with writing to where they're, you know, they would think of it as a tool to rely on in these moments. Um, But for me personally, I've been writing for the majority of my life and it is my best friend. It is a, you know, an everyday thing for me. And when I do feel more, you know, unease, I, I, I turn right to it. I personally don't, you know, dive into my writing when I feel anxious and start like, getting deeper into the things that are making me feel this way, or basically like I don't pour gasoline on the thoughts that could be promoting this feeling. I might address it, but what's so wonderful about my writing is that I start telling a different story. I start utilizing this blank piece of paper and my imagination um, to redirect my thoughts, to redirect my emotions. And I'm going to tell you straight up every single time I am done with my writing. I feel stronger. I feel empowered. I feel more calm. And I just, you know what it is, you guys? Like when I feel anxious, I feel like I've stepped so far away from my core being, from this, that, remember that higher version of self? Like I feel like a disconnect from, you know, that version. I feel a separation, if you will. And my writing is such a great bridge back to that version of myself. So and then so essentially what I'm doing is I'm realigning with that higher version of myself. And it works. It fucking works. And listen like even if it doesn't solve all the issues that could be promoting my anxiety, like, you know, it's not going to shift my hormones if that's what's making me feel anxious, it it pivots me. It pivots me it gives me enough momentum in the direction that I want to be moving in to where I can then build off of it. So maybe, I know, I've said this in another podcast episode about like my confidence tools. Writing is a big part of it. So if I'm feeling uneasy and then I get into my writing and I, you know, rewrite my story and now I have momentum in a new direction, boom, then I'll maybe go on a, you know, a beach run, put my feet in the sand, sand, and now I'm feeling that, you know, negative charge from the earth. That's what grounding is, if I didn't say that earlier, you know, and then maybe I'll go, you know, hang out with my brothers, get that hug from my mom. Like, what I'm saying is it can be a very powerful way to shift your thoughts, and when we shift our thoughts, we're going to shift our feelings, so you know, if you don't have a relationship with writing yet, I am such an advocate to say that like I'm an advocate for writing. I'm an advocate for, you know, doing what you can to generate this relationship with writing. I'm gonna create a whole podcast episode on, you know, how to generate this relationship with writing. Um, it was a question that was asked from one of our listeners and it's a great question and I, you know, I guess, you know, I'm biased because I rely on writing. It's a, it's a, it's a very powerful tool in my life. It has showed me a lot about who I am. You know, it, it's a great supporter in generating that connection with that higher version of self. It's a way that I can deposit that self love. You know, I, I can spend, I can spend a long time writing about things I appreciate about myself, about my life through these blank pages and, I'm telling you, like, it's so fortifying. It's so powerful. So that's my protocol. That's what I do when anxiety starts to creep in. Number one, biology. Where am I in my cycle? What's my diet doing or not doing? What's my movement doing? What do I need to be doing, you know, with my movement that's going to, you know, soothe me in this moment? because I know that movement will in fact do that, whether it's vigorous or whether it's, you know, something more mellow, I need to move, um, connecting with my loved ones, checking in with my loved ones, being out in nature, spending some time writing and realigning myself so that I am, you know, more connected with that higher version of myself. That's my protocol. So you guys, that was a lot of information, but I hope that it was information that, you know, supports you in your process. When these moments come into your life, like I said, I don't think anybody's immune to, you know, feeling these emotions at some time, at some points in our life. So I really hope that sharing my perspective, my protocol, and giving you some strategies, um that I rely on can help you maneuver through these moments and, you know, kick them in the ass, keeping you, you know, feeling good and empowered and strong as you continue pursuing this life of developing, you know, your greatest self and really just actualizing all the things that you want for your life and not fucking getting in your way, not getting in your way. All right. So I would love to know your thoughts. I would love your feedback. So I want to just continue to get better and better as a podcast host for you guys and really just creating, you know, valuable content for you. And I know that the way to do that is to get your feedback. Feedback is so important for growth, period, right? I love it. Um, I'm not afraid of harsh feedback either because, you know, I don't need just information that confirms me. I mean, it's like if there's areas where I could be doing better, I seek that information too, cause I want infinite fucking growth. So please let me know what you think about this. Um, if you love it, share it with, you know, those that you feel would benefit from it. Posting on your Instagram story, I, I love when I see them on your stories. It makes me feel so good. I love reposting, you know, your thoughts, your feedback, um, you know, sending the love right back at you. It makes me feel so good. And if you really want to support this podcast, which I would be so grateful for, you can rate this podcast and review it on iTunes. It's so, so helpful. Um, and I just, yeah, thank you in advance. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for, for all the support that I do receive. It means everything to me more than words. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to get to my movement for the day. I'm going to sign out with so much love, you know, to you guys. Um, I'm always looking forward to being right back here with you. So on that note, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for taking the time to check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it with your friends. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave me an honest review. Let's connect. I'm so excited to do that in this space and really create content that elevates your mind in support of your best performance in life. You can find me on Instagram at blackbeltbeauty. I'm active there every single day and I look forward to connecting with you all. So thanks again. And I'll catch you on the next one.